What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, we'll get you caught up on some major NHL injuries and a couple players who are expected to return this week. Let's do it. This is the Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player. Special thanks, as always, to Wise Money Sports. Online, wisemoneysports.com. Start betting smarter on the sports you love today. Have access to a professional portfolio and optional for uh, premium clients to have one-on-one sports advisors. So if you're just getting going, you want to work with a pro, have someone assigned directly to you, check them out online, wisemoneysports.com. All right, so on today's show, we're going to go through some injuries in the NHL, major injuries across the sport. Uh, we don't have any picks for today. One of the one of the few days this week, we won't have any picks. Only two games tonight in the NHL. I really don't like the uh, Coyotes at the Sabres. Uh, that's the first game tonight. I would probably lean Arizona, but they're just finishing a huge road trip. You wonder, are their legs going to be there? And uh, the Buffalo uh, Sabres are 5-0 at home this year. So that, to me, was a pass. And then the other game, Florida goes to Vancouver tonight. To me, one of the biggest things that the market ignores at this point in the season, most teams are around, they've played around 10, 11, 12 games. That's roughly, for kind of the average around the league, is they've played about 13% of their games or so. And what I notice year after year is that at this point in the season, the market really doesn't account for strength of schedule. Now, of course... basis or game by game they probably work it in a little bit I mean if you've played just a grueling schedule up to this point in the season maybe it's kind of tweaked in the numbers but they really don't over overcorrect for very easy schedules very difficult schedules and the simple fact is it's because Vegas is still well Vegas in the market is still protecting themselves from teams who have underperformed at this point in the season and and are going to start playing well or they've overperformed, so on and so forth. They'd just rather plug in the data up to this point in the season and they don't really know how good some of these teams are. I mean, the New Jersey Devils, for instance, I think we can all agree they're probably not going to make the playoffs, but they could easily make a run, surge here early November, win a couple games in a row, and now they're in in the discussion. So I think the market likes to avoid that because they simply don't know how good a lot of these teams are going to be. But if we trust our projections, we trust our power rankings, and we trust kind of how we're, again, projecting the season to go, we know how these strength of schedules are at this point in the season, and I think it's way more important than the market thinks. And so when you look at the Florida-Vancouver game tonight, uh, Florida has played... 11 games so far this season, okay? Now, I'm projecting that 10 of 11, or excuse me, that of the 11 games Florida's played, 10 of those opponents will likely be playoff teams. The one team that doesn't fit in that category is the New Jersey Devils. And as I just said, they may be a bubble team. Probably not. We can agree, I think, just to be conservative here, that the Devils will not make the playoffs this year. Well, still, I think that certainly... The Florida Panthers have had a very grueling schedule this, at, up to this point in the year. They have played the likes of the Pittsburgh Penguins. They've played Nashville. They've played uh, the Calgary Flames. They've played the Colorado Avalanche. They've played the New York Islanders. They've played the Tampa Bay Lightning. I mean, the Panthers have had a tif- difficult schedule, maybe the hardest in the entire sport up to this point in the year. Now, they are net-net zero goals in terms of goals given up, goals allowed, but I think you have to look deeper. And the reason they are is because they're playing very, very tough teams. Well, on the other side of the ice, the Vancouver Canucks, they have played 10 games and their record looks pretty good, 6-3-1. and one. But again, you start di- kind of diving deep. And of the 10 games they've played, 
I project only four of those teams to be playoff teams. Vancouver's had a really easy schedule so far, and we have to take that into account when you look at tonight's games. The By the way, the four uh, teams who I project to be in the playoffs that the Canucks have played, the Edmonton Oilers, the Calgary Flames, the Washington Capitals, and, and the Blues. There we go. I was like, I know there's a fourth team in there. Blues, Capitals... Uh, Flames and Oilers. The other teams they played are not very good, and I think, really, they caught them on bad nights. I mean, the Canucks have had a favorable schedule up to this point in the year. I, I think that if you're paying attention to Vancouver, we can probably agree on that. The narrative for, for, for Florida is, well, they've given up leads. Can they play with a lead? Look how really how good are they? They always fool us early in the season, but this is a different Florida team. Joel Quenville, uh, Bobrovsky's in net. Now, I don't think he's going to start tonight, but my point is, this is not the same typical Florida Panthers that we're used to, used to seeing. So, a lot of question marks in that game tonight, but I think overall, it would help. Start looking at, at, at who these teams have played at this point in the year, and for the next about Week to week and a half may have a little bit of an edge if you look at schedule in the market. All right, so let's get to some of these injuries across the NHL. Um, I know we have four teams who are experiencing pretty big injuries this weekend. So these are new injury updates. These players will be out for a while, and then we're going to wrap the show up by letting you know five players that are returning this week that will have a major impact on the prices. Let's start off in St. Louis, where Vladimir Tarasenko is going to be out for at least five months. This was by far the biggest injury news of the weekend. Uh, I have Tarasenko ranked as my third best right winger in the entire NHL. This guy is elite, and and St. Louis is certainly going to miss him. Uh, He's going to have shoulder surgery, as I said, at least five months. Tarasenko has 10 points in 10 games this year. Yeah, St. Louis is... One of the better teams in the Central, but they're going to miss him. I mean, I I think they'll be fine. I don't think it's going to impact them too much. But in the next five months, I mean, that's probably a total of three or four games that Tarasenko is worth. Really, I mean, he's one of their best players. So it's going to be uh, impactful in the standings. I mean, and, and again, you may say, wait, three, four games out of the next five months. That's not really that much, Tyler. But if you look at four games at the end of the year, that's eight points. That could be the difference between making the playoffs and not. That could be the difference between the last wild card and winning your division. It really could be. I mean, that may be a little bit tight, but the point is eight points is a lot. And that's, I think, what Tarasenko is worth over the course of about five months in the NHL. So that's going to be a big injury for uh, St. Louis, uh, Tarasenko. Let's move on to the New York Islanders. I'd say this is the second biggest injury news of the weekend. Not necessarily because the players, but because the entire team, what they're going through right now. So Matt Martin and Tom Kunakel each got injured in their recent game against the Ottawa Senators. Both are expected to be out at least a month, if not a month and a half. So roughly about four to six weeks for each Martin and Kunakel. Martin, forward for New York, has three points in seven games. He hurt his leg on an open door on the, on the Senators' bench. The, the Senators were doing a change, and Martin was skating by, kind of clipped his knee on the inner, kind of on the inside right there as he was going by, and it, I think it broke it, obviously. So I don't know if there's a rule against that, but there should be. I mean, that's kind of negligent on the Ottawa Senators' part. So he hurt his leg on the open door. He's going to be out, like I said, at least a month. And Kunakel slid into the boards really awkwardly that game. Uh, same time period on the injury. Now, why is this a big deal? Obviously, Kunakel and, and, and Martin are good pieces for the Islanders, but if they were out alone, that wouldn't be a very big deal. But you start adding up to the injury list. Already out for New York, Leo Komarov with an illness. Uh, he should be back sooner than later. But Jordan Eberle, one of their best forwards. I mean, he he is their scorer. I love Eberle. 
He's out with a lower body injury. Andrew Ladd out with a knee injury. So you look around right now, the Islanders are banged up, and oh, by the way, they're 7-1 their last eight games. This is a good team. So hurt right now. They're expected to get a few guys back probably in the next couple weeks, but they won't be healthy, at least 100% healthy, for another month to month and a half. And that's a assuming they get no additional injuries, which you just can't do in hockey. So the Islanders really banged up right now, and uh, you have to make adjustments. You, you absolutely have to adjust right now how good the Islanders are in any power ranking systems. All right, on to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Ryan Murray and Alex Tessier both placed on injure reserve this weekend. Murray broke his hand. He's going to be out at least four weeks. He's had four points in 11 games. Talk about a defender who's for this Columbus team, I had so many question marks to start the season. I mean, they lose Matt Duchesne. They lose uh, Sergei Bobrovsky. So, so many new faces in Columbus. They're a young, rebuilding team. They really are. And that's a lot for saying, for, we're talking about the team that knocked out the Tampa Bay Lightning last year in the playoffs. But they really are. And so you lose Murray, who's a very good young defender. Again, four weeks. four po- uh, He's going to be out for four weeks, but uh, he has four points in 11 games. Big contributor there on the defensive side. And then... Uh, uh, Tessier, Alex Tessier, the rookie, 20-year-old rookie. He's going to be out three to four weeks with a knee injury. He has three points in 11 games. So a couple young contributors for uh, the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets are out. And last here in terms of the major injury, well, I guess we can kind of lump him into this next category. These are players that will be back soon. Double-check this, though, because we're recording this Monday afternoon, and... A lot of these guys are expected back tomorrow or Wednesday, but double check. If you're going to bet on these games, if you're going to get involved in these games, these players change lines. We're not talking about every injury today in the NHL. We're talking about every injury that changes prices and changes lines. So all of these guys coming back to their respective teams will change the uh, the price. Uh, first is uh, Evgeny Malkin. Uh, he's eyeing his Saturday return, so he's going to be a couple days, but they play Edmonton on Saturday, only one game before that, so kind of a maintenance issue this week. Lower body, uh, lower body injury, excuse me, for Malkin. This is the second, or he was hurt the second game this season, and has been out ever since, so bad start to the year. He, If I remember correctly, he kind of uh, clipped skates with somebody on Columbus and fell awkwardly into the boards, so he's going to be back after a, a short absence. He will have an immediate Immediate boost uh, for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. Malkin is obviously we all know about Sidney Crosby. Malkin, I think, is the piece who makes them work on offense. Henrik Lundqvist for the New York Rangers expected to be back tomorrow on Tuesday as they host the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, it's about fifty percent that he will return. Uh, Chris Wagner, Chris Wagner for Boston, lower body injury, questionable return Tuesday against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, St. Louis's Alexander Steen, boy, they need him back. Lower body injury, uh, questionable to return Tuesday against Minnesota. Matt Duchesne for Nashville, he le- he missed last game, so he's been out for a little bit now. I think he may have actually missed the last two games with a lower body injury. He is questionable for Tuesday's uh, return against the Chicago Blackhawks. And Andre Casa uh, for uh, Anaheim missed the last two games with an upper body injury. He should be back for Uh, their game Tuesday against Minnesota. So those are players returning this week that are, again, likely to be back this week. But if you're going to bet on Pittsburgh this Saturday against Edmonton, you better make sure that you know if Mulkin's going to play or not. If you're going to bet on the the Rangers tomorrow against Tampa Bay, you may want to see if Lundquist is going to be a net there. So those players certainly going to help their teams win their back. And keeping an eye on the other guys we talked about today... 
We're only, what, 10% of the way, 13% of the way through the season. Already, the injuries are piling up. Man, hockey is just that kind of a sport. You always have to know what's going on in the injury report to bet hockey. All right, thanks so much for listening. Hope uh, if you bet on one of those games tonight, good luck. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player.